So the FBI has opened a federal civil rights investigation into the 40-year-old black man's death. Last week, sheriff's deputies shot and killed Mr. Brown, Mr. Andrew Brown Jr., in Elizabeth City, North Carolina. You may have heard about the protests that have been going on, and they were trying to or attempting to serve a search warrant at his home. An independent autopsy found that he was shot four times in the arm and once in the back of the head as he tried to drive away from police before he crashed into a tree. Now, earlier this week, Brown's family saw 20 seconds of one deputy's body cam video, but authorities have not yet shared any of the details or the video of the shooting and released any of the body cam footage publicly. So the FBI is now looking into whether what happened violates federal law. Now, the city is under a state of emergency and a curfew, and there's protests going on uh, daily and or nightly. A North Carolina Superior Court judge declined yesterday. For those of you listening live, today is the 29th of April, 2021. So yesterday, the 28th of April, this North Carolina Superior Court judge declined to release to the public the body camera footage of the shooting and killing of Andrew Brown Jr. by the sheriff's deputies. Now, some of Brown's family was going to be allowed to view, which they were allowed to view some of the footage. And uh, the Superior Court judge said that videos will be disclosed to the son and a few of the immediate family members uh, as the days go on. Officers, faces, name tags, and other identities information will be blurred or redacted in those videos. There are four body camera videos and one dash cam video from a vehicle that the family will be able to view. Now they're going to be held from release to the family for no less than 30 days and no more than 45 days, which will allow ongoing investigations to be completed. Now the protests are still going on. When you see the pictures of people marching in the streets and believing that it's just another another cop killing another black man, I see the signs, we're still pushing the hands up, don't shoot, uh, no justice, no peace, 20 seconds, not enough, black lives matter. But if the footage showed that the police acted in bad faith, do you think? that they would have not released the video. I, my guess is no. That's just, you know, I know what that information tells me. I know that that information tells me. And again, remember he was driving, trying to get away from police when he was shot. I know what it tells me. What does it tell you? Welcome to Chewing the Fat. In another strange case, uh, Las Vegas news anchor was arrested after being found naked and passed out in her car. Hmm. The Fox 5, Fox 5. Las Vegas Morning Weekday anchor and reporter Fevin Kilvagorius, K-I-F-L-E-G-I-O-R-G-I-S, known as Fevin K. <laughs> That's the reason. 
uh, Fevin K, K-A-Y, was arrested. She was uh, found nude and asleep behind the wheel of her Audi at 7.30 a.m. at the end of March, mid-March, March 20th. Now, she told cops she didn't remember how she got to the location where she was found. Officers reported the smell of alcohol emanating from the reporter, but she said a new, new blood test, which is always a good move. Um, you lose your license usually or get it taken away, but, uh, you, you know, they don't have that. They don't have that blood test. Now they later charged her with reckless driving with a disregard for the safety of person or property in the incident. She was ordered to pay a thousand dollar fine and attend driving school. She then had the charges reduced to misdemeanor reckless driving. She's back on the air. She missed a few weeks of work. She came on and says, uh, as I move forward, I want you to know I've learned from this and I will continue learning. And I truly thank you for your support. So I'm trying to think how you get, you know, they don't investigate why she's naked and passed out in her vehicle. Unless there's some kind of footage, some webcam footage, some neighborhood doorbell footage that shows her, you know, taking off her clothes and passing out in the front seat of her car while she's driving around. And on top of which, if she took the time off and she's considering it a private matter, maybe she had a really serious drinking problem uh, or drug and alcohol problem. And this was just a way of yeah, I need to do something about it and don't fire me. And I'm going to go ahead and just go ahead and be, uh, you know, I'll dry out. I'll dry out. I'll be fine. And, uh, everything will be okay. Just, uh, let me, uh, let me dry out and then I'll come back to work. But really strange that we didn't have any kind of investigation and maybe we did. They're just not saying it under, you know, it's a private matter, but when you wake up naked in your car, in a neighborhood that you don't know why you're there. Uh, That's a problem. Uh, No matter what, whether you were drugged by someone else or drugged by yourself, that is a problem. And perhaps you need to get help. And that's exactly what Fevin Kiffeljorius, Fevin K, is doing. So good luck and God bless to you, Kevin, K-I-F-L-E-G-I-O-R. G-I-S. You know, it appears you can't do anything anymore. I mean, you can't wake up naked in your car, (laughs) not knowing where you're at or what, you know, what you've been up to. If you're a CEO, Justin Zhu says he was fired as CEO of the $2 billion marketing startup Irritable because he microdosed on LSD before a 2019 meeting. Wow. Man, you can, I mean, you cannot do anything anymore. And we had a CEO fired after ridiculing a teenager for wearing a red floor-length dress to the prom. I know. I know. Why would he do that? Well, I mean, he ridiculed the teenager who was a male for wearing a dress to his senior prom. <laughs> Don't judge. Don't you judge. I mean, that's what CEO, what's his, what's his name? Sam Johnson, uh, CEO of 
a telemedicine company, Visuel. Uh, and it's on video. And he's coming up saying, you know, you look bad. You've got hair on your chest. You shouldn't be wearing a dress. You're not a man. And the and Dalton Stevens, the, the boy, the teenager who wore the dress, said that the fact that he thought he had the audacity to come tell me what I was supposed to wear and what I was supposed to do because of his standards. I mean, the teenager's right. What are you doing, Sam? Just leave the kid alone. I mean, you're walking. It's a, it's a, it's a party. You're going to, what are you, you're just going to come up to the kid because he's wearing a dress? Um, you know, they're genderless clothes. Duh. <laughs> oh, man. He said, I was very confident and I knew that I felt beautiful and I felt great. Well, that is good for you, Sam Johnson. Good for you. Now, no, I mean, Sam is the CEO. Not good for him. Bad, bad, bad. Good for Dalton Stevens. Bad for Sam Johnson. Bad. Because the company now says we condemn the behavior exhibited by Sam Johnson. And really, they should. What are you thinking about? Really, seriously? Sam Johnson, CEO of a company, and you're going to start bad-mouthing some teenager who's wearing a dress to a party. You know it's some kind of party going on because everybody's all dressed up. And you're going to give this kid a hard time? Come on now. Be interesting to find out if he actually knew the young man, you know, if his child was at this party and that, uh, he knew this guy and gave him a hard time and was, uh, you know, thrown under the bus by this teenager on purpose. Be interesting to read about that. I find it now that I, I you know, I, I read the story and I think, why would a guy, a CEO of a company start in on a young man or person who, you know, you wouldn't normally think would wear a full length red dress, but is at the senior prom and you're going to start ridiculing him for wearing that dress. It seems, it just doesn't seem like that's a normal thing to do. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I think you do. You know, our lives are really revolved and you can quote me on this around the choices we make you probably may not have heard that before uh, in your life uh, but the choices we make definitely <laughs> definitely are the reason for the outcome of many of our experiences in our life and this story has been in the fat pile for a while and I just haven't gotten to it and I finally read the story I've had the headline for quite some time Michigan woman glues eyes shut after mistaking nail glue for eye drops. Now, you see that headline, you think, ah, oh, just a stupid person, and how could someone do that? How could someone make the choice of putting, you know, nail glue in their eyes instead of eye drops? Well, so when you read the story, you think, well, you can see how it could happen, right? She, and it wasn't really, she was, uh, she was sleeping, and she fell asleep with her contact lenses in but woke up at 1 a.m. and wanted to take them out because her eyes were dry. So she reached inside her purse and grabbed what she believed to be eye drops. Instead, it was a white bottle of nail glue, which she typically uses to repair broken fingernails. Who doesn't have nail glue in their purse for broken fingernails? Am I right? So then she, you know, dropped it into her eyes and she said she immediately realized her mistake and... 
She tried to wipe it away and her eyes sealed shut. And then she just got up and started throwing cold water onto her face. I was trying to pull my eyes apart, but I couldn't. I was just screaming for him to call 911. They, they came, they took her to the hospital. The doctor uh, said that they saved her vision and that the reason they saved her vision was because of the contact lenses that she had left in. Uh, they figured you're going to lose your lashes because they had to pull on them to flip. <laughs> they had to pull the eyelashes out and try to flip the eyelid up because it was all glued. But uh, the thing that saved it was that it was glued to the contact lenses and not to her eyeball. Wow. Now that is a lucky, lucky thing. Now, according to this doctor of uh, Beaumont Health, he explained, you get anything in your eyes, immediately try to flush it out, uh, really, by using a nearby faucet or bottle of water. He noted, it'll probably make a mess, but it'll save your vision. Now, according to this, and according to Dr. George Williams of Beaumont Health, uh, she's not the first person to make this mistake. Uh, well, thank you. It's always good to know when you do something dumb that, oh, you mean other people have done the same dumb thing? That makes me feel so much better. <laughs> it doesn't really, but okay. In 2015, a Florida woman glued her eyes shut after uh, a friend accidentally handed her, accidentally handed her fingernail glue instead of Visine. Uh, okay. Uh, she apparently had some kind of debris in her eye as they were, uh, using a leaf blower. Hello. And, uh, then, you know, here, put some of the visine in your eye and it's just, uh, it's not visine. It's a uh, glue. So, uh, you know, it doesn't say whether this girl lost her eye though. It said it stuck to my eyelids and my eyeball and it really hurt. Yeah, duh. But it doesn't say that she lost her vision. So I wonder if it takes a while to, you know, even, even, uh, Yassidra Williams who had it stuck to her contact lenses. I bet you that the glue actually affects your vision of your eyeballs for quite some time, right? I mean, you're going to be lucky to get some of that, uh, peripheral vision back. Maybe, you know, you're only going to be able to see where you put your contact lenses in. Oh, and you're going to have to wear glasses forever. There's don't be worrying about those contact lenses anymore because you're not going to be wanting to put too much into your eyes anymore after you glued them shut. Oh, here, you want some Visine? No, thanks. It does give new meaning to the phrase eyes wide shut, though. Just saying. I did find something, though, when I was thinking about eyes wide shut. So I go and I, oh yeah, the Tom Cruise movie and, you know, Eyes Wide Shut, right? And I was thinking, wow, when did, I mean, that movie's been out a long time now, right? I mean, 1999, Eyes Wide Shut came out. And so I was, I just opened up the, you know, the page of uh, Eyes Wide Shut and I see, uh, you know, five actors in as this Lily Sobieski, S-O-B-I-E-S-K-I. And I think, wow, I mean, I, I don't, remember i wonder what she's doing now because she was in a lot of stuff so i look on she's and the story it says here from her wikipedia page that says uh that she is a retired actress all right and i thought wait she's retired i mean she's did a lot of stuff 
right? So then I look at, you know, what what is Lily Sapinska doing now? And it says here that she's 36 and she goes by the married name Lily Kimmel. And when approached for an interview with Vice, this was back in 2019, October of 2019, she politely declined, replying that she didn't want to dwell on her past life. Instead, she's focusing on a creative career that keeps her persona separate from her work. What happened to her? Something happened in Hollywood to her. There's a story there. I'm going to have to try to reach out and talk to Lily Zubisky because she was in a lot of stuff. If you look at her <laughs> IMDb page, I, the last thing she did was a made-for-TV movie in 2018. And then it goes to 2016. And then before that, she was working a lot. From 2012 to 2016, nothing. And then 2016 to 2018, nothing. So she did, uh, you know, a, a, a little movie in 2016 and a TV movie for 2018. But in 2012 was the last thing that she did. And she was in a series, actually, in 2012. It was in like 13 episodes of this NYC 22. NYC 22. That's probably what it was called. But she was in a lot of stuff. And you look at her IMDb page and her history. I mean, eyes wide shut. She was in, uh, she, did, she did a lot of little small parts and stuff too, but she was in Deep Impact. And I, I love that stupid movie. Anyway, there's a story there. And she was in a lot of, you know, a lot of one hit wonder parts throughout Hollywood television and movies. But I, I want to know her story. Something happened to her. Something. Some Hollywood horror story is Lily, and she was must have been paid off because now she wants to keep her private life separate from her work life. Huh. I'm sorry, her persona separate from her work. Okay. And she's working on her creative career. Isn't that acting? Something happened. Something happened to Lily Sobieski. <laughs> we are going to find out on Chewing the Fat, what happened to Lily Subiski. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Oh, man. Oh. <sighs> I'll find out what happened to Lily, though. That's number one. That's something I can think about right now. Did you know that Tractor Supply, it's a rural U.S. retailer, and, uh, you know, of course they sell everything, but tractors kind of weird, but anyway, they said that half of the 11 million chickens it sold in 2020 were to new customers. <laughs> so they sold 11 million chickens, you know, live chickens, not, you know, not, not walking down the meat aisle or from Moink, um, from Moink Meats. They were just selling live chickens so people could have chickens in their backyard. CEO Hal Lawton said he credited the surge to millennials moving from big cities and upgrading their uh, herb boxes to backyard coops in suburbs and less populated areas. So just know that, uh, you know, five and a half million new people 
I know, I gotta rephrase that. Five and a half million chickens were sold to new customers didn't know what the hell they were doing and how to raise chickens. So good luck. God bless. If you are living in a neighborhood where your neighbors have chickens, uh, maybe you go over and say hello and say, Hey, uh, you know, what do you think? Do you know how to take care of these chickens? Are they, are they giving you enough eggs? Are you doing okay? We have a friend, my wife, Amber just brought home a bunch of eggs from this. <laughs> I don't know there's some kind of bird eggs. They were different. They were different colors. They were big sizes and they weren't bad. They were okay. I mean, she was hoping that she wasn't allergic to them because she can't eat the, the chicken eggs. So these were like, uh, oh, what the heck were they? Duck eggs. They were duck eggs. Now she didn't say what kind of ducks. I'm sure there's got to be 8,000 different kinds of ducks, but they were duck eggs and they were big and they were, you know, they looked, they didn't look like your everyday over the counter chicken egg. And, uh, so I mean, they're out there, right? I mean, you can get eggs from any kind of bird, <laughs> but just know that five and a half million chickens were sold to new customers. And according to the CEO of tractor supply, they were, uh, they were sold to millennials moving to, uh, moving away from the big cities and uh, creating backyard chicken coops in the suburbs, man. Green movement, man, it's going green. Let's all go green and raise our own chickens. You know, like back in the communist societies. Huh, I don't know what made me think of that. Just happened to watch our president speak last night. Oof, man, oof. Man, that was a tough, tough speech last night. If you didn't see it, good for you, but you really need to go back and listen to what he had to say because it's a little frightening. We had a tough time during the speech, man. It was storming here. It was tornado sirens were going off. Hail was coming down. Some big hail, biggest hail I've seen in this neighborhood uh, since I've uh, since I've been living in Texas. The hail that came down last night here was the biggest hail that I've seen. Now that's obviously happened around this neck of the woods, uh, this part of the country, and you know you see pictures of the big chunks of hail. But if you go to my uh, my Twitter page, uh, Jeffy JFR. Uh, my Facebook, Instagram, uh, Jeff Fisher Radio, Parlor. I posted pictures of the hail that came down last night. And my wife at Frame Life Photography had posted a couple of videos of the hail coming down. I mean, it was all hail was breaking loose. <laughs> yep, that's right. It sure was. <laughs> oh, you can, you, can, you can quote me on that if you want. Yeah, you can say, wow. All hail was breaking loose there, huh, Jeff? Yeah, yeah, it was. So, uh, it was, I mean, it was, I never, I didn't think a tornado was going to hit because obviously I've been through a tornado before. And uh, so there was only one point during the evening and I had uh, our president muted and it was blowing and hail was coming down and, you know, it was, uh, the sirens were going off and, I, there was one point where it kind of died down and I heard some kind of wind, you know, pick up just a little bit. And I thought, crap, that's a tornado. And then it went away. So I don't know if it, if one, you know, showed up and decided to go away because there weren't any in our, you know, close neighborhood area. No one, you know, no one had any damage. We do know someone who, you know, bested their windshield with the hail. We did not have any damage. My car stood tough. Bring it. Okay. 
But uh, it was just really strange. Anyway, and it was a big surprise that we had this huge storm here in northern Texas while the president was speaking. Was it an omen? I don't know. Sure felt like one at the time, I'll tell you that. Hey, quick reminder, if you're listening to this right now and you're not a subscriber to the show, become a subscriber. Choose whatever platform warms the cockles of your heart. Could be uh, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, or the one you're listening to the show on now that you're just sneaking in that quick listen, but you're not a subscriber. So nobody's going to judge you. Well, we are. We're going to judge you. (laughs) I come to think of it, we are going to judge you. If you're listening and you're a freeloader and you're not a subscriber, we're judging you. Okay? Nobody likes a freeloader. So just subscribe to the show, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Parlor, whatever one you want. But first and foremost, subscribe to this show, Chewing the Fat. Okay? Just a quick little, little reminder before we head into space. And there it goes. Yeah, baby. It's tough to understand. Oh, there it goes. Now, it goes into uh, the whole story of what's happening there. And what's happening there is that China uh, just launched the core element of the Chinese space station. They're building their own space station. This particular module is going to be the 59-foot-long, 18 meters, 18 meters, uh, known as, uh, well, in uh, English, it would be known as Harmony of the Heavens. (laughs) China with a space station doesn't necessarily make me think Harmony, but okay, if that's what you want to call it. They call it uh, Tiana, Tiana, T-I-A-N-H-E, Harmony of the Heavens. It's the first space station component to launch, and it'll be joined in low Earth orbit later by two slightly smaller elements forming a T-shaped space station that China aims to complete by the end of next year, 2022. They're sending up uh, 11 launches to get this to get this done. Incredible. So now we're letting China have a space station as well as the ISS. I thought the ISS was for everybody. Or do, I mean, I believe that it's just ours and we're letting the other countries use it. I think they probably believe the same thing. But now we're going to have China have its own? Um, okay. All right. I'm not quite sure how I feel about that. I will say that it was a little strange watching the liftoff. Because you know how we have our liftoff. We've seen it go a bunch of times. and You know, it's three, two, one. And then it takes off. The footage they they showed of this thing taking off was they showed one guy saying, you know, counting down three, two, one in whatever language they speak. And uh, stop it. Don't look at me like that. And uh, then he, you know, three, two, one. And he sits back. And then nothing happens on the launch pad for a few seconds. And then it fires up and, you know, it takes off. And I'm like, wait a second, what's, I mean, and then he said it, he goes three, two, one, and sits back and somebody else says the number again. I mean, I guess they're waiting to go ahead from, uh, you know, from the all Supreme leader to take off and not this guy at the space center. I don't know. It was just 
really weird. Um, here, I, I know what I'll play it for you. See what I mean? It took forever after the guy counted down. I mean, it was like almost 10 seconds. Almost 10 seconds between the time he said, uh, you know, what I think he said, you know, take off or lift off. And then, the, you know, the world supreme leader in China said, take off. And then it was like 10 seconds. It was about eight seconds, actually, before it actually fired in. I mean, we got to pick that delay up. That's got to be taken care of first and foremost in the Chinese space program. I, that can't happen. Yeah, we got we got to fix that delay. And speaking of space, you know, we talked about SpaceX before getting the two point nine billion dollar contract for the lunar lander from NASA, of course. And I told you this to begin with. I told you it was going to happen, Jeff Bezos, because they talked about how Blue Origin was going to postpone some stuff, and he got got all butt hurt. And now he's challenging NASA's decision, and it wouldn't surprise me. It would not surprise me at all to see this new administration's NASA decide to give it to Jeff Bezos instead of, and take it away from Elon. But, uh, Elon's, uh, you know, pretty strong, pretty strong case so far. So we'll see, we'll see who ends up with the $2.9 billion contract. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if Mr. Bezos, you know, donated to the Biden campaign at all. Not that that would have anything to do with it. I'm just thinking out loud. Oh, and uh, one more space story. Uh, sad, actually. Uh, Apollo 11 astronaut Michael Collins died yesterday at the age of 90 after battling cancer. Wow, 90 years old and he's battling cancer. Um, in 1969, Collins joined Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin in the first moon landing but Collins never stepped foot on the lunar surface. He, he had to be pissed. <laughs> Come on, just let me step out. Come on. So he held down the fort at the command module and he flew the spacecraft solo. But uh, so, uh, so what? It was Aldrin and Armstrong that walked on the moon. So he became the uh, forgotten astronaut because, uh, hey, he didn't step on the moon, man. He's back, uh, you know, he's driving the ship. It was a big deal for them. I mean, Armstrong and Aldrin, he was a hero to them, holding down the fort and flying the thing by himself. And he was also remembered as a, you know, true pioneer. But, uh, you know, he got, he ended up overseeing the Smithsonian National Air and Space Museum in D.C. And, you know, he was a, he, he was a big guy. He's an astronaut, man. He's one of the, you know, one of the first guys uh, on the moon. But, uh, you know, he didn't walk on the moon. Guys, hey, look, I'm over. Remember me? Yeah, you didn't, you didn't get out of the module we saw you sitting over there but you didn't get a chance to walk on the moon anyway he passed away yesterday at the age of 90 rest in peace astronaut michael collins so remember when we talked about how apple and some of the other podcast companies were going to have you um they were going to change the way you talked about subscriberships right subscribe a lot of people felt that when you uh, subscribe to something that meant you had to pay for it and so they wanted you to like or follow a particular podcast or show that was free because, you know, it's better than saying subscribe to it, uh, of course, like I do. But I always made a big deal out of, you know, uh, you know, wherever free podcasts are sold, stuff like that. That was the original thought behind my stupid line. Well, 
We talked about Apple announcing that it's going to uh, start charging or have a way for you to pay for podcast subscriptions. Then uh, yesterday we found out that Spotify uh, has got details on new subscription features. And so they, you know, remember how you pay for digital content, uh, you know, newspapers and all that kind of stuff behind paywalls. So Apple's plan for $19.99 a year, podcasters can access features to turn their shows into subscription offerings. Apple takes 30% cut of the revenue for the first year and 15% the following years. So you got to pay Apple 20 bucks and then you can charge for your podcast. And they take 30% of what you make the first year and 15% the following year. Spotify uh, is going to uh, make it easier for podcasters to find advertisers and the ability to distribute premium podcasts on other platforms. It's also letting podcasters keep 100% of subscription revenues until 2023 when a 5% fee kicks in. So they've got to be able to, if they help you find advertisers, that means if they, if advertisers start advertising with a particular podcast, then Spotify has got to get a kick from them too, right? They can't be doing that for free anyway. Um, so we'll see Apple, uh, is naming, uh, iPod plus broadcast. Hmm, not really that ingenious, but, uh, uh, Spotify has two point. 2 million podcasts expected to pass Apple and U.S. pod listeners this year. So Spotify and uh, Apple are, you know, blasting back and forth for biggest podcast and listeners. So we know that some podcasts have paid memberships. Most are free and openly distributed like this one. Um, Leading platforms are now doubling down on subscriptions. So they're saying, hey, get more accustomed to paying for your favorite shows. NPR just revealed paid subscriptions for ad-free podcasts accessible through Apple and Spotify. So you can get the NPR podcast without the commercials by paying for them (laughs) through Apple and Spotify. Okay. All right. You can do without the ads. But you still have to pay for it. All right. No problem. Come on now. We'll see. I mean, I saw where Facebook revenue increased 48% this last quarter. Yeah, we hate at Facebook, don't we? We hate them so much. They made 48% more. <laughs> wow. Now, they talk about that growth uh, could decline thanks to Apple's new privacy policies. And we'll see. They've been, Apple and Facebook have been, you know, fighting back and forth. Alphabet. Uh, you know, Google, uh, sales grew 34% to a record $55.3 billion, more than doubled profits. Wow. Uh, their digital ad business, YouTube, the cloud service. I mean, holy cow, doing some serious money. Uh, Microsoft posted, uh, strong results, uh, recorded the biggest quarterly jump in PC shipments in more than 20 years. Starbucks, same store sales have returned to pre-pandemic levels. Traffic down by 10%, but the average order has increased 21%. Now, I, you know, I don't know. They say, you know, they, you know, it's because of some of their cold brew and stuff. I would say maybe, uh, you know, the average order has increased because of the price, but you know, who knows? 
Uh, plus, they've been still closing a bunch of stores too, right? We've done some stories where some of those Starbucks stores are gone. And one of the big Starbucks stores that I pass every day driving into the studios, gone. I mean, there's a brand new one that opened up not long ago. It is backed up two and three to a mule every day during drive time. I mean, that thing is cranking. I see the manager shows up about 4, 4.30 every morning. Uh, I, you know, I see, I'm guessing it's the manager. The person who runs the joint uh, is there early every day. But uh, during morning and afternoons, that place is packed. And, uh, you know, more importantly, the drive through and then uh, J.P. Morgan expects all U.S. workers to be back in offices by early July on a consistent rotational schedule. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. We're going to be back in the offices 100% on a consistent rotational schedule. No word on whether they're going to have to be vaccinated or not. Hmm. Sure, that'll be interesting if that happens. I see where CES is returning to Las Vegas. Uh, in 2022, that's huge. Uh, Tesla said the market value of its Bitcoin holdings, 2.5 billion. <laughs> it invested 1.5 billion in the first quarter of this year, so it's already up a billion. Incredible. Wing, the drone division of Alphabet, uh, delivering a Girl Scout cookies in Virginia already. I mean, we're already getting drone deliveries now in Virginia. Why am I not getting drone deliveries in DFW? What is going on? I feel like I'm living in caveman days here in Fort Worth. Why can't I get drone deliveries? So we have definitely made the turn in this country to not be able to decide for ourselves. When we talked yesterday about Joe Rogan in trouble again, you know, Spotify, and, uh, you know, he's claiming, you know, they're falsely accusing him of saying that you don't need to get vaccinated, which is not what he said. But uh, then, of course, we have to talk to the great Anthony Fauci, who said, Joe Rogan's comments are incorrect. Uh, you're talking about yourself in a vacuum. Uh, you're worried about yourself getting infected and the likelihood that you're not going to get any symptoms, but you can get infected and will get infected if you put yourself at risk. Well, duh. No kidding. And he talked about uh, uh, people are inadvertently and innocently spreading the virus. So when asked directly, do you think young people, healthy people should get vaccinated? What do you think Dr. Fauci's response was? Here, let me spell the word for you. A-B-S-O-L-U-T-E-L-Y. So I guess that's pronounced absolutely. Ugh, of course that's what he's going to say. So you don't get to decide now. I mean, sure, you know, everyone now is saying, yeah, well, you can decide, but not really. I mean, we're not telling you you have to get the vaccine. But if you say you're not going to get the vaccine, we're going to crush you on social media and in public and we're going to say that you don't know what you're talking about and you're spreading false, I'm sorry, misleading information. And we can't have that whatsoever, can we? But Pfizer CEO and chairman said that the biopharmaceutical company, uh, you know, they have their own COVID-19 vaccine, but they 
could publicly release an antiviral drug designed to treat the coronavirus by the end of this year. So it's called, and this is a great name for it, it's called PF07321332. Man, do I want... <laughs> Can you give me the antiviral COVID-19 uh, you know, drug? Are you referring to PF07321332? Yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. That's what I'm Can you put that on a prescription for me, please? So it's an antiviral drug intended for oral ingestion in COVID-19 positive patients when the illness is first detected. It also is testing an intravenous option. The treatment is anticipated to be effective against varying strains of the deadly virus. So, why do I need the vaccine again? I just was wondering. It's just a question I have. Now, the answer, of course, is, well, you need the vaccine because this has not been, uh, uh, this has not been introduced to the public yet, and it may not even be introduced to the public. And plus, if you get the vaccine, you'll be able to get back to normal. See, that's why the polls say that more and more people don't want the vaccine or they're thinking twice about the vaccine because you told us forever, uh, the same people that told us, that are telling us to get the vaccine now were the same people that say they were nervous about the vaccine because Donald Trump had something to do with it. It's just incredible. But now we're all supposed to get vaccinated, which they, they have all been vaccinated, by the way. And uh, so, and they still tell us that we can't get back to normal yet. Well, the point of the vaccine, uh, the reason that many of us bought into the lockdown was because, you know, we needed to be safe and we didn't want to spread this horrible disease, this horrible virus. And now you're saying, hey, get vaccinated but you can't go back to the way things were. Why? If that's the case, then why do I need to get the vaccine? I should just go about my day-to-day life and be very careful if I don't want to get the disease, which I don't personally. And I still, I, I have not got the vaccine yet. And if I get it, I'll tell you. But I'm not against it. Uh, most definitely I'm not against it. My father-in-law actually just had his uh, you know, second dose of the Moderna. And, uh, you know, I've got people in this house giving me a hard time for not getting it yet, but I just feel, and I'm not, I will not, I won't give it my kids are healthy and they're fine. And they're, you know, I'm not, there's no point in them getting the vaccine. Just be silly on top of which I might add that we have not actually, while our life has, you know, changed some thanks to the COVID-19 and the lockdowns and everything. And, and, and I mean that like, you know, where there are things that we used to do that we don't do and places you go, stuff like that. But for the most part, when there was something we wanted to do, we did it. I know that comes as a shock to a lot of people around the country, but it's just, I mean, we went, we went places. Sure. We had to wear a mask, uh, and most, most of the time, uh, but we traveled places. I traveled to different cities it's just amazing. And we were, you know, you're extra careful. You just don't do the, the little things, some of the little things that you used to do because you're nervous about getting COVID-19. And, you know, because originally we were told that it couldn't get on surfaces and then they said it could be on surfaces and then they said it can't be on surfaces. So what the hell is it? But we're going to crush all these people that tell you not to get vaccinated. It's just an amazing thing 
that we've turned into. And it's just an amazing thing. But I ask again, if they are going to release a new antiviral drug designed to treat the coronavirus by the end of 2021, why would I get the vaccine if I could get PF 07321332 either orally or intravenously when I get the disease? Now they said, you know, this is uh, when the illness is first detected. So if we don't catch it in time, you still need to have the vaccine because I've thought that you couldn't get it for a while after you got the vaccine, but that I guess isn't a hundred percent true. So there are still reports of people who have been a hundred percent vaccinated and still get COVID-19. Oh, that's a different strain, Jeff. Oh, okay. All right. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So I should then get the vaccine and I should also then be ready to take the PF 07321332. And he didn't say if I get the vaccine, can I still take PF 07321332? I don't know. I don't know. And what if I've already had COVID-19 and I have already kicked COVID-19? Can I take PF 07321332? Or do I not take it? There's no, I'm not sure about that. We didn't get this article didn't get into any of the variables. It's in the phase one clinical trials. So we'll see, you know, in the near future, how that is going. Cause I remember talking about this a little bit when they first started, uh, talks of the trials. So now we're in the phase one of the trials. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully they come up and they say that PF 07321332 is all good. And we come up with a, you know, perhaps a, a better, better name, but I'm good with PF 07321332. If it, <laughs> if it takes away COVID-19 after I catch it, heck yeah, I'm taking PF 07321332. If I remember right, they talked originally about this being a five day plan where you have to uh, go through their whole protocols of, uh, taking the antiviral medicine for five days. At least that was the original uh, story, if I remember right. And it's just, I mean, we take, we have drugs that we do that with now. What's it called? Uh, prednisone. I think, I think it's prednisone. I'm not, I can't remember, but it's, it's a five or seven day program. And you start off with, and you take a hundred and then you drop down to 80 and you drop down. <laughs> I know it's not a hundred. I got it. Okay. But you take like six or seven the first day and then four or five the next day, then three the next day, then two the next day, one the next day. And that's, you know, through the, that's the protocol that you would do. So perhaps that's the same kind of protocol that you would do with the new antiviral drug PF 07321332. Okay. Now I didn't talk, you know, hardly at all about our president's speech last night. For those of you listening live on the 29th of April, um, which, you know, he did it last night. Today is actually his hundredth day in office, but he didn't want to go up against the NFL draft that starts tonight. We'll see who gets drafted first. We may have to do a special podcast on that, but, uh, all of that. And I know, are we supposed to whisper this? Actually, we're not supposed to talk politics anymore in the office, are we? So we're supposed to whisper. This is break room whispers. I'm supposed to start that. That's right. Break room whispers. Hey, did you see president's speech last night? Yeah. He really is turning this country into communism, isn't he? 
So, <laughs> break room whispers, no doubt about it. Did you see also that Donald Trump is planning to bring back the MAGA rallies? Really? Yeah. Wouldn't that be something? That would be amazing. Oh, hey, boss. Yeah, it would be amazing. We're talking about the, the new chip and the new way that we're going to implement the chip into the into the into the program but uh you know just catching a soda here real quick here in the break room all right yeah yeah no i'll i'll uh i'll email everyone on the chain and uh give them an update this afternoon okay no problem no problem hey did you see where the cuban refugee uh, warned that americans have already swallowed the communism pill yeah I did see that, but I didn't think much of it because I figured he's right. <laughs> I know. I know, right? Did you see where they, they went ahead and they raided Giuliani's apartment yesterday? And they're trying to say that it's not political? Come on now. That's just crazy. They raided Giuliani's apartment, but they haven't done anything with John Kerry uh, leaking State Department secrets to Iran. They haven't done really anything to uh, Hunter Biden, you know, President Biden's son that's not Bo Hunter. Yeah, they haven't done anything with him. And, you know, they've got his laptop and stuff, but so what, right? They haven't done anything with him. But, I mean, they're raiding Giuliani's apartment. Come on. And anything to do with Trump, man, if he brings back those MAGA rallies, that will be something. You want to talk about them thinking about white nationalism and the division in this country? They will most impair. Oh, hey, Julie, how you doing? Yeah, now nah, we're just hanging out here in the break room, you know, talking, uh, talking a little, little work, Whew, you know. Yeah, man. Remember the days when we could talk about politics and stuff in here and made everybody mad and, you know, now thank God we don't have to talk about that stuff anymore, right? Ha, <laughs> right. Okay. I know. I know. Okay. We'll see you. See you back in the offices uh, in a little bit, okay? All right. I know. It would be incredible if he started those MAGA rallies again. Plus, he'd probably beat up on Kamala Harris, right? How does she get away with being African-American? I don't know why he didn't beat up on it even more. I mean, you're talking about her father coming from Jamaica, and her mother is from India. How are you an African-American? How? Right? I know. I mean, look, I know. That they say, I know they say that the suggestion that Jamaicans aren't connected to Africa is wrong. That the vast majority of Jamaicans hail from sub-Saharan Africa, according to both census data and genetic studies. But still, it's still pretty strange. But I guess, you know, I guess that's the way. Hey, boss. Hey. Yeah. Hey, we're coming. Yep, we're on our way. I'll talk to you later, okay? Oh, 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 oh,